Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. And I'm ready to snap any moment. I'm thinking it's time to go get them. They ain't gonna know what hit them when they get bit by the then um. I'm Ian Alex. You're welcome, Very America. <laughs> I did it all for you. I suffered through this movie for you. So once again, subverting your expectations, we did not review A Fistful of Dollars. That's accurate. <clears throat> to the best of my knowledge. Or we did not watch it. Nor will we be reviewing it. <laughs> there we go. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Um... Instead of watching what is apparently a good set of movies, we decided to suffer again after mm-hmm. after getting through The Predator. Back for round two. I think I'm just done with movies now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can call it a day. Uh, so yeah, we did Venom. Um, from 2018, directed by Ruben Fleischer. It has... You're, you're going to like this, Tyler. A 28% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and an 84% audience score. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and get my opening thoughts out of the way, and then, Tyler, you can take it away with your best thing and worst <laughs> thing. I absolutely hated this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, can you read that? Was that 84% that you just said? Yes. 84. I kind of like didn't process that. Yeah, and yes. I was like, wait, is that the number? So people who like this movie, I'm just getting it r- right out of the way. I hated it. I'm going to be bashing this movie this whole time. There are a few things I liked about it, but it was mostly garbage. Tyler, take it away. Yeah. Um, pretty straightforward. My best thing about this movie is Tom Hardy. That's the... Uh, I think pretty clearly. I'm I'm going ahead and piggybacking off of you because there aren't <laughs> enough good things in this movie. Out Tom well, Hardy's amazing in it. Yeah, he he's very good, and and I think that's the main thing is that he is clearly the best part of this movie. Um, <clears throat> I didn't hate it as much as as much as you did. That's for sure. Um, I kind of have a a. It's not a good movie, but I have a a sort of weird endearing uh, affection for it. Um, but. The, yeah, the the best thing is pretty clearly Tom Hardy. I don't know how much of it he is uh, improvising. I don't know. You know, there's a lot of kind of weird, quirky lines that yeah. end up making this character, painting it like actually really a really clear picture of this character. In general, um, I think he does a great job of somehow creating, as as someone who, who really does love Venom as a uh, comic book character, um, I think he does a, a pretty great job of somehow managing to create the character of Eddie Brock without Spider-Man, which is quite an achievement. Um, and, and part of that is on the script. I mean, I'll, I'll give it that. Like, there's 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 some good decisions made there to kind of set set him up perfectly, basically, to uh, kind of have him basically just pass over his I hate Spider-Man phase and go straight to kind of troubled anti-hero who uh, is, is brutal and goes over the line sometimes and... Uh, generally gets involved in the the business of uh government people that uh want to kill him <laughs> um all things considered the the actual treatment of venom as a character i i do not hate and i think a lot of that has to do with tom hardy's performance i think his banter with venom Ven- that venom's voice is like a lowered tom hardy's voice right like that's i'm pretty sure it's his voice yeah um 
I think I think overall that that dialogue is generally I really enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I like it when it's present in the movie, which is all of like five minutes. No, no, there's there's a lot of back and forth. I feel like throughout the a lot of like the action scenes and that sort of thing. There's there's a lot of. I mean, like actual conversations, not not just yeah, like a couple. Of I guess I'm I'm talking about. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Is I'm saying that like the entirety of their relationship with with the quips and the. Stuff. There's definitely, we were talking about this beforehand, there's definitely some stuff missing from the movie, which we'll get into, um, in terms of developing that relationship, but yeah. I, I like I like the scene-to-scene portrayal of him and sort of the 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 banter and stuff that goes on. Um, didn't really enjoy it, as, as far as his performance goes. Uh, my worst thing about this movie is that the, uh, the Venom rap that you so graciously provided to us uh it's not in the movie it's in the end credits yep and the like that seems like kind of a silly thing to be like ah you're just making a joke about but i legitimately think that if that was somewhere it's a stupid rap and if that was somewhere in the movie that would be amazing first of all and secondly i think it would legitimately say that it would show that the the creators actually have the right tone for what they're trying to do yes because they are making a very schlocky messy uh dated movie like that like they're doing a lot of stuff that just yes you know they they're quite behind the times uh, um in terms 2003 of, called they want their their crappy superhero origin movie yeah. back yeah and that's that's the joke that's been said about this movie and it's 100 percent true <laughs> um it's it really does and we'll again talk about why that is and even we can probably even make some pretty clear comparisons to X Men two thousand and Spider Man two thousand one like two thousand two. Okay, Wait, did what did it think come out in two thousand one? No. Okay. Anyway, Vanilla Sky um, came out in two thousand one. <laughs> uh. Okay, so we'll just we'll just knock Vin- Vanilla Sky out of the film timeline. and We'll put Venom there, uh, so that we can <laughs> then. Um. No, anybody who doesn't realize that you love Vanilla Sky is going to be like, well, "What was? What was that? Dude, why? Why did you bring that up?" <laughs> uh. Anyway. The, yeah, it it very much feels like that, and I feel like the movie. I mean, there's like one or two lines that dabble with, "Oh, he's not really a hero. He's an anti-hero," and you know superheroes are, are you know that's a silly idea like there, there's a couple of lines where they 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 sound like they maybe want to go that route but yeah. the, we, the rest of the movie feels like it's playing it fairly straight and i it's, i think and i mean it's like it, it's like suicide squad where where they're constantly going remember we're the bad guys but really in the context of the movie they don't ever do yeah. anything that's that bad and and thankfully they don't play that up nearly as much of this yeah it's not it's not nearly as much of a thing here as it is in suicide squad that oh we're actually the bad guys like they, they just there's a couple of things where they kind of seem to be hinting as like oh yeah he he's not really a hero right guys it's like no he, he's he's a hero chill yeah. <laughs> um, uh you're just playing you're just doing a superhero but he's like got a bit of a of a punisher vibe going on it's 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 not yeah um the <sighs> Yeah, it's it's. I forget where I was going with that. Um, you you know what I would have loved? A completely random side note. I know I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interrupting your thoughts. I wish Venom in this movie had the white spider on his chest. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. Follow me here. Uh-huh. That way, there could be a scene where, where Tom Hardy's looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, what's with the white spider? And then Venom could go, on my world, it means hope. <laughs> That'd be good. I hate you, Sony. I kind of wish they you did that. You don't even give me the stupid ideas I want. Where I thought you were going with that was that it was just going to be, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and then just move on. Um, but no, like, I, this movie has humor, and they, they, it, they are trying to have humor. And like in some parts, to... it is genuinely funny. Yes. The scene um, where, where Tom Hardy is talking with Anne and, and Dan, that's, mm-hmm. that's strange. But he goes to visit <laughs> them at the restaurant, and he's trying to find live food to eat. Mm-hmm. And then he just... <laughs> drops into the 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 tank with the lobsters it should be the worst scene ever but it works a hundred percent yeah and it's just delightful again that's pretty much all on tom hardy Um, yes although i think i think the guy who plays dan uh, does a really good job of being just like a a a straight man foil to tom hardy just losing his mind um Dan I liked until he just disappeared from the movie. <laughs> Is he even in, at the end? He's not even in the final scene, I don't think. But no. the the bit where um they've gotten Venom to separate from Eddie in the hospital in the MRI yeah. room. And then Anne's like, I just want to let you know, me and Eddie, we're not a thing. You don't need to be concerned about that. And Dan's just like, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the alien thing in there. <laughs> We've been dating three months what is that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Why didn't you tell me that your boyfriend was in Prometheus? <laughs> See, that works on multiple levels, because the guy in I, Prometheus yeah. looks like Tom Hardy, and then Black Goo. Anyway. We make the clever jokes here sometimes. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I think that the movie needs to steer into that more. I think the movie needs to understand that it's silly... You know, and I think it needs to be self-aware. Like, I think the movie is funny, um, but it needs to be a little more self-aware in terms of letting the audience know that the movie thinks it's funny. Yeah. Um, I think it's just not quite there, and I think that there are changes, like putting the rap in there, because I think that's silly that you'd have the rap and then not use it, because that would be an excellent, just like, what is going on? Uh, Hear me out. Yes. I almost think this movie could have used a Deadpool-style narration but it's from Venom's point of view where he's he's breaking the fourth yes. wall. Inside the plot of the movie, they're not breaking the fourth wall, but the narration is breaking the fourth wall. He's like, hey, you you in the t-shirt with the nerdy glasses, you're the Venom t-shirt, do you actually know why you like my character? Well, let me show you why you yeah. don't. <laughs> and, well, then just, we, the, and then we watch this terrible Venom movie. <laughs> the the way the way they, they play Venom in this, I think, would work perfectly for that. I think that would be hilarious um yeah and, but but it's something like that something you have to think i think more outside the box in terms of that to make the movie uh really really push it into that b movie area rather than just like oh we're trying to be a real movie i guess well funny connection with deadpool reuben fleischer who directed Zombieland, mm-hmm. which is written by the guys who wrote both deadpool movies mm-hmm. okay and Zombieland stars Woody Harrelson. Correct. It's all connected. It's all connected. And he all, it also stars Jesse Eisenberg. Woody Harrelson's cinematic Star, universe but... confirmed. No. <laughs> what is your 
your I guess you said that that's your best thing. What's your my worst best thing? thing is Tom Hardy. Um, my worst thing is like the second half of this movie. <laughs> okay. This movie lulled me into a false sense of security, and I hate it even more for it because I watched sure. the first like. I, I, I watched this over multiple viewings, and that, that wasn't because, oh, hey, I hated the movie. I've, I have to stop it and take a break. It wasn't one of those cases. It was just time. Um, mm-hmm. But I got about 45, 50 minutes into the movie. It was like an hour left. I was like, I don't see what the big deal is. I, I, I'm, I'm liking it's it fine. so far. Yeah. It's fine. Like, there's some stupid stuff. Riot's – I don't know what they're doing with Riot. Um, but I like Carlton Drake. He's got an interesting point of view. Um I'm really hoping they do something with him. Spoilers, they don't. Um, <laughs> Tom Hardy's very interesting um, and quite enjoyable. Uh, I I can tell you what's happening. The plot makes it m- enough sense to me. So I was I was basically before the actual symbiote show up and actually become an active part of the plot. I was going it's fine, and then I started watching it again. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Uh, uh, none of the special effects look good to me. Um, yeah. that motorbike chase, there's a lot of zoom in shots or close up shots on Tom mm-hmm. Hardy where he's very clearly, he's got a green screen behind him and it just looks terrible. Most also, of the symbiote, I think, yeah, I was going to say real quick. I think one of the many things, uh, that makes me sort of love this movie, uh, is again, the, the out of touchness of, we'll have to just talk about. Sony as a concept for the millionth time when it comes to this movie because uh, it is maybe the most Sony thing that's ever been done. Yeah. Um, but the the uh, the drones are chasing him. Yeah. What are millennials like? It's it, what about drones? You well, know, they, they're all play, because... they can't stop playing with their drones. Well, the we, drones. The focus even... group says we need drones. Well, the drones don't even shoot at him at a certain point. They just try to crash <laughs> into <laughs> him. It doesn't make any it. sense. It's amazing. It's just terrible. You'd figure they'd be trying to shoot him with, like, tranquilizers or something, but no, they just try and crash into him. Um, I don't think the symbiote looks good for the most part. Um, in terms of the effect or in at, terms of the design? Both. At no point okay. was I going, that looks real to me. It always okay. it always looked fake. Interesting. I, I mean, I like it because, but I'm biased because I think they do actually do a really... I mean, compare this to freaking... Spider-Man 3 Venom. Come on now. Um, I've Again, talking about my comic book background, because Spider-Man 3 Venom is like Eddie Brock wearing a muscle suit. Or not Eddie Brock, sorry. Right. Um, uh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace wearing a muscle suit. Right. Yes, that's, that's the comparison I was going for. Um, even though it's CGI, which is even better. Uh, but this one, like, the actual design, as far as the size and the, the face and... Generally, especially again, considering like you said, you, they don't have the white spider or anything. Like they don't, they can't do anything Spider-Man related, right? For some reason, I don't. <laughs> it's just a weird that that whole situation is weird. We'll have to talk. about I have that a too. feeling. Um, Kevin Feige, they, they tried. Yeah. They tried making a deal with him. Amy Pascal's like, we've got this wonderful script for Venom. Tom Hardy's going to be in it. We can we get a Spider-Man cameo and maybe we can get the the white symbiote on you know the, yeah. the sign on there. Kevin, Kevin's like, all right, I'll, I'll read the script. Sends it back an hour later. No. <laughs> you tell Avi Arad, well, no. 
my this will guess not be a that, part of the MCU ever. My guess is that they're not acknowledging it because, yes, probably he read the script, but also just in general, like... Also, you people that he, say this is better than any MCU movie, no! He, he knows that this, this is And this is the not... man that hates Ant-Man the Wasp. I will be <laughs> raising my grade for Ant-Man the Wasp at the end of this because I hate this movie. Uh... Um, but Anybody I feel who like... paid to see this in the theater should be ashamed of themselves, and I'm looking at you, Tyler. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, the the bigger the bigger kind of strategy for Marvel there is just to completely ignore this because they know that if Sony's producing it, it's not going to be. It might end up being a good movie, but they 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 don't want to associate themselves with something that is not going to have kind of their standard and their quality control and all that stuff. And they won't be able um, to keep it consistent. Yes, and so... By the way, they, I think... How in the same year do we get Venom and Into the Spider-Verse? Yep. How does that happen? <laughs> uh, Which, I by the it. way, Into the Spider-Verse, I'd probably give it an A. We, we should note we don't do animated movies, so we're not going to do that. Yeah, because but, I hate animated no. movies. I give it an A. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I... Maybe an A-, minus. I don't know. Um, I I should probably basically I think the idea here is that they're trying to cut them off because they're like you're not going to have the same quality standards as we do Um, it's not going to be as like checked to make sure it actually fits within our universe Uh, we are going to stonewall you until we finally get those Spider-Man rights backs whenever whatever you know Bob Iger finally finally is like all right pony up and give give them all the money they want to if one of our movies ends up being mediocre or bad but makes tons of money you know what we'll do no we won't get rid of avi arad and the producers who make these things terrible we'll get rid of the director who whatever it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) uh which probably means that i should be upset that this movie made money but i'm not really (laughs) i i am very upset that this (laughs) This, movie this movie is just a fascinating between this and Aquaman making a billion dollars, I'm just I'm thoroughly upset. Better that than Justice League, you know. Th- yeah, that's very true. Um, but yeah, I, Although, I think the overall idea. If we had gotten a billion dollars for Justice League, maybe we could have gotten that sweet Snyder cut. <laughs> you would think it making less money would give them more incentive to release something that might drum up DVD sales, but whatever. I love how Zack Snyder's become, like, a rogue agent yep. now, where, like, he just, like, talks about and posts things that he probably shouldn't be talking about, but, like... Well, he doesn't do Brothers anything, knows. like... A lot of times, it's just... Yeah, it's, it's, he pushes, he... A lot of times, it's 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 a commenter going, here's my interpretation of this thing that's happened, or this thing that should have happened in Justice League, and Zack Snyder's just like, right on! He'll, he'll like, like the post. Yeah. yeah. It's, um... Yeah, and it, it, it makes me happy that, that <laughs> they 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 have managed to somehow turn him away and and basically become such a toxic uh, environment for people to work in. That I like, like Zack Snyder's posts on Vero. It makes me happy. They, they gave the, they gave this man like millions of dollars to hundreds of millions of dollars to to create their universe, and then like somehow have managed to turn him against them. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how they manage that. I w- uh, but I Warner just, Brothers deserves every bit of it. I just need someone to release a PDF of the shooting script for Justice League. That's all I want. I don't need a Snyder Cut. I just need the script. That's all I want. 
I, th- I want. I think I need. Uh, I don't know why we're on this tangent, but I'm gonna keep going with it. In like, <laughs> in like ten years, I want Zack Snyder to film a documentary called The Snyder Cut, in which he discusses the making of Justice League. I want that, and probably the DCU in general. That would make me so happy. Anyway, I don't remember what I was talking about. Something about the suit. Oh yeah, the the, the suit design in general. I I think uh, the size. I think the face. Um, I think the the sort of. Uh, way they they sort of the power level i guess they give it the yeah. the the overall um just how strong it is uh the the fact that they do actually do some fun stuff with the spikes and like sticking shooting out tendrils and stuff like they actually get a little creative with that not a ton i want more but you know during like the motorcycle chase they do some of that yeah they, they, they do they do and in the first fight when he's fighting the guys in his apartment um for me i like i like all that i know it is cgi and and also this is because i'm i'm coming in this with a checklist of all right are you checking off the things i want in my venom suit and not is this just coming into this movie blind would this be a good movie monster yeah i'm totally biased in this in this scenario but that's that's my take on it yeah i don't know he looked fine um but like i said i never saw him as looking real at all um and then Riot, I think, just looks awful. Uh, a lot of the special effects, particularly that third act fight, just look so trashy. <laughs> Most of the action scenes were not... They were very bare bones. Nothing spectacular about them for me. Yep. Um, no no fun camera work. No fun editing. Everything was just like very by the numbers. Like painfully yep. by the numbers. Yep. Um, like I said, I think that the most creative it does is when it it does stuff with the tendrils and kind of like throws people around a little bit, like the uh, the like the apartment scene and that sort of thing, where they kind of yeah do some stuff with that. The the I guess choreography of that. Um, not much else. <laughs> yeah, and then I hate Sony's marketing department because once again they just can't <laughs> learn from their mistakes, can they? They have the the end turd in the wind scene that was in the trip. That's the final scene. Yep. Which, by the way, turd in the wind is still hilarious, but not not for the reasons that they <laughs> think it's funny. It's embarrassing. There is a part of me that wonders if that was originally somewhere else in the movie. Um, it feels like it's set up fairly well as the fa- as the final scene, but I yeah. do kind of wonder if there was a time when. I mean, I guess the, I guess the beats of it make me think that it probably was supposed to be there the entire time. Um, but I'm just curious if if there was a restructuring of this movie because obviously there was because a lot of footage got cut. If when that got cut, that the place where that scene was supposed to be now kind of no longer made sense, and so they moved it to the end. I, I I could see something like that happening. Which, by the way, just to give people context if they don't know this. Um, they asked Tom Hardy like what the most fun stuff for him to shoot was. He says, and he said something along the lines of all the stuff that was cut from the movie. So he seems <laughs> fairly salty about how much is not in this movie. So that which that's, is that's what we're going off of when we say that there's stuff cut from this movie, which is very intriguing because I assume he's contractually obligated to do a second a sequel to do the sequel that's going to happen now because of how much money it made. Well, I believe he's the one that whoever the new writer is he's the one that chose them okay well that's good i mean not necessarily because they'll screw it up anyway right i it is a fascinating situation though because like with spider-man right amazing spider-man came out 20 jeez when was that 20 
twelve? Yes. And um, Avengers had just come out. It's, Marvel is riding high, you know. Obviously, they've they've kind of continued to improve uh, in terms of just general success, uh, and they've they've sort of continued to to, to climb. So at the time, obviously, they, they were looking pretty strong, but then Amazing Spider-Man came out. It's like, oh, it did pretty well. Um, second one came out. Kind of just... I mean, I think it still made a decent amount of money, but it was far too expensive in terms of budget and marketing and in general, uh, yep. critically kind of flopped. Um, and so because of that, they kind of felt... I mean, they, they basically... You know, I remember back when Amazing Spider-Man came out, everyone was like, oh, or were they going to ever be able to get uh spider-man andrew garfield spider-man in the mcu like you know yes yeah he was a good part of that movie and and one of the intentions was to hint at that because early on when they were doing avengers they were going to try and get the the amazing spider-man oscorp tower into the background yeah. in new york and they ended yeah. up not not being able to get that completed in time yeah and so it's like and it all worked out in the end <laughs> well and and that's that makes it almost even more interesting because it's like okay back then the MCU was kind of, I mean, it was doing very well. Was off coming off of Avengers, and in general, uh, you know, it, it it kind of would have made made maybe a little more sense to join with another franchise. But now, when they become such a juggernaut, they can basically push anybody around you'd want. They would think, or you would think, and so I'm very curious if a sequel comes out and the sequel is actually very good. Um, probably not a great chance of that but it's going to have two very great uh leading actors as as the kind of the, the antagonist and uh, protagonist and especially if if tom hardy is like yeah i didn't like how this turned out we're going to fix things and he actually is able to do that and he's actually able to kind of coerce sony into into cooperating i'm very curious if at some point if they are able to do something very successfully with that and then they just continue on and they'd like i don't know continue making venom movies without spider-man i would be really interested in seeing if they can ever actually uh sort of do well enough that, that Marvel's just like, all right, we give in. You're part of the MCU now and somehow work that in. I don't know how that would, I don't know what that would look like. I think they'd have to do a story thing for it. Um, I know. I, see I can't shake my head hard enough. If I didn't any harder, I'd break my I'm neck. Talking about, I'm talking about money wise. And if they actually bump up the quality to where it, it's, it's something competent, <laughs> get rid of Avia Rod and Amy Pascal but, and we might have a chance. But the thing is that if, you know, normally when a movie does really well, even though it's critically panned, it's because there was like a, maybe a lot of hype or a lot of good marketing for it. And then the audiences still went and saw it, even though, see, that But the marketing for but, this wasn't even good. Well, well I remember on, nobody on, being excited. I'm still making my point. Why did people um, go to this? I'm still making my point. I'm about to tell you. Uh, I'm saying that normally that's why stuff like this happens. Instead, in this case, as you cited people actually like really liked it i don't really know why i mean i'm not like super upset that they did but i like a lot of people really liked it and because of that it's it had a really good legs and it's i think it's still making well i guess it, by now it would be out of theaters when did this come out i've lost all sense of time um but i think like overall just it 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 did very well it did a lot better than what sony was probably expecting it did a lot better than what the mcu was probably expecting um and so i'm saying in terms of like normally when you do something like this where you make a movie, it gets panned, uh, it still makes money. Then the sequel never makes, never comes even close because, uh, again, look at the DCU. People hated the original stuff, and so then they come back around to it. And don't show me those Batman for Superman audience scores about people 
using bots to drum up <laughs> the ratings. Um, but I don't think people are using bots to drum up the ratings for Venom. I could be wrong. I would be surprised if anyone went to that effort. I, I, um, I'd feel better about humanity if that were the case. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, they usually when a movie is panned but makes a lot of money, the sequel flops because people didn't actually like the movie. They were just, somehow they got them into the seats. It was a curiosity. They like, yeah, they were like, oh, I don't like this. Then they don't come show up for the next one. If people did genuinely like this, and they said so with their wallets, apparently, um, then that may, that raises a lot of interesting questions about if the next sequel is actually a quality increase, if they actually do a good job with it. Um, and theoretically, if it does that, it will already have a built-in audience, so it should continue to make possibly even more money. Um, I think that would start to put Marvel in an interesting position of like, you know, at, at what point do we just do we just say, all right, we're 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 worried that you're going to continue like holding on to this character forever, and so we're going to to take the reins from you. We're going to continue, like basically cut a Spider-Man deal with you, where we start producing Venom movies. We we can cross them over with Spider-Man, put them in the MCU, um, but now we're going to be doing, you know, our own production of it, so that it's not as shaky as as their quality standards. Um, I don't know. I'd be very curious to see. I I think that I think I don't think it would happen after the next movie. I think if they if they somehow it's a lot for Sony. I'm 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 hoping for big things from a company that brought us Amazing Spider-Man two and Fanforestic and Fanforestic so so Fox. Oh right. Which I need to get into my comparisons Foxes. between Venom and Fanforestic because um, I think they're the same. What, movie. Sony, what else has Sony done that we've trashed? Spider-Man three. Spectre, yeah, Spectre, right? That, that's Quantum of Solace, <laughs> yeah. Tyler's favorite film. Um, he didn't deny it, folks. Yeah, definitely. My 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 overall point is that I I think it's probably not completely completely off the table. I think because I think if it gets if it if they do well enough that they're clearly not going to stop anytime soon. Like if they, if the if they manage to to put together two competent sequels that do really well in the box office uh i I'm, i'd be curious to see if they'd start to be like hey we got this property over here you know you want to you want to let us in on that mcu because uh it seems like it's doing pretty well and uh, we're gonna keep making these movies so like I, I i think that's not out of the out of the realm of possibility and i'd be very curious to see if that happens because i do like tom hardy's venom and i'd like to see i mean i don't know what uh, what that would look like if they did ever merge them i don't know what story decisions they would make to try and like make that make sense but uh well, we don't I even know what we don't even know what's going on with Tom Holland's Spider Man after Far From Home, right? Because yep. Sony could just be like, "Nah, deal's off. We want him back," and then we'll theoretically, and then we'll just shove him into Venom. I mean, <laughs> that would be amazing. I don't know what like the actual deal is there. I believe the deal ends at Far From Home, so they can either renew it. Or yeah. Sony would take Spider-Man Which back. I I would be amazed if they did because they are they, it's free money. They are they are like, hey Marvel, yeah. do all this stuff for us. We'll give you some money to do it. You're gonna make us a billion dollars every time. See, you say that, but at the same time, it's Sony and it's Amy Pascal and Avi Arad and they're incompetent buffoons. <laughs> That's true. They're also not as like they're the one studio that would be like. Man, this is a really good deal for us, but we feel like we can handle this creatively, and we we want to we want to show that we can be a great a great movie studio too. So we're gonna take the, take it back off their hands to prove that we can do it, and then you know 
drop the worst Spider-Man movie in decades. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna build our cinematic universe again. But don't worry, this time it'll be completely different because this time Alex Kurtzman will run the whole show. <laughs> Sony's the one studio that would do something like that, where they do it out of like pride. They do yeah. it like. Oh, we need to we need to show that we can we can stick stick with them. They're they're, uh, whereas... they're they're like the five year old trying to hang out with with the older brother and his <laughs> friends. Don't worry, guys, I can do it too. F- Fox and Fox and Warner Brothers would be like, you're you're gonna you're gonna take like 150, 150 million from us every year, and you're gonna give us back like how, over. I don't even know how much they do. They get the entire profits of it. How does how does mm-hmm. that work? What, what, what the, are you asking? This uh, Spider Man Homecoming and, and Far From Home. I believe Sony gets a hundred percent. Basically, Sony puts up the money for them. I believe. Yeah. Marvel makes them, and then Sony makes all the profit. Right. For, but then Marvel gets to use. But Spider-Man then they and, get yeah. to use Spider Man yeah. in their Avengers movies, however. And they then want. and Sony doesn't get any profits from that. I assume. Yes, that's correct. Uh, so, yeah. So if someone, if if Fox or Warner Brothers was like, yeah, you're we're giving you a hundred bucks for you to make. A movie that is a guaranteed billion dollar success, yeah, and we're getting all that money back, or hundred bucks, hundred million bucks. Um, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even hesitate unless there was a point where they were like, they felt like they weren't getting diminishing returns, or if they were trying to hold out to try and get the money from the Avengers movies. Like that's why they would do something like that is they would try to, they would try to, you know, finagle the money so that they can, they can squeeze more life out of this. Whereas Sony would just be like, I think we got it, guys. And Marvel's like, No, you, you, we. Please don't. We're, 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 we got a good thing. No, 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 guys. It's fine. It's fine. Watch. I can do this. I promise. Breaks neck. <laughs> yeah. It's a... It's a fascinating... I love how we personify these these uh, multi-billion dollar conglomerates that have no personality. But it's it's true. We, we have noticed patterns, and that's what we're going off of. Right. Behavioral analysis. That's what we do here at Here Come the Sequels. <laughs> Correct. Um, so we haven't really talked about the movie all that we much in a while. We haven't at all. I don't know. Where do you want to start? Do we want to just start with the beginning? Because I think the it should not open the way it does. Sure. Um, mostly because I think the time gap creates some interesting issues. Yeah. Uh, so we start off with... with uh, J. Jonah Jameson Jr. Is that is that who that is? <laughs> the sun crash that that bothers me anyway because that's just that's just telling everyone hey J. Jonah Jameson's not going to show up in any Marvel Spider-Man movies yeah. well maybe maybe I don't know uh, but it starts off with that crash I don't know what's happening then a symbiote sneaks on board like an ambulance and then it takes some person over and then they just start walking um, yeah None of it was scary. The actual reveal of it being an alien was like th- there was no like surprise moment. There was nothing like shocking yeah. about it. Um, Sam Raimi should have directed this. Uh, yep. It-, it felt so by the numbers. It felt like a TV pilot. Like nothing was surprising at all about like when the symbiote showed up. And of course, going into this, I'm like Venom. I know what symbiotes do. Blah blah blah. But even still, there wasn't like a Oh my god! There wasn't yeah. a, a shock moment. Well, it's a weird choice. There are no horror elements really in this movie. It's it's so strange because so the original in the comics, um, 
Spider-Man gets the suit because he's part of a big crossover called Secret Wars and he goes into space with all the other heroes and yeah. he finds this suit basically lying around more or less and uh, then he gets the suit and so he gets to go be Venom for, or be Black Spider-Man Black Suit Spider-Man for a little while and then uh, then eventually it breaks away and becomes Venom in Spider-Man 3 they couldn't obviously do a big crossover thing where he goes and finds the suit in space um, also that Spider-Man has no agency so uh, he doesn't actually like like do anything so of course he wouldn't go get this thing the he symbiote would, just it land. would have to it, the symbiote it would have has to, to land. land five feet from him <laughs> yes yes within a half mile radius um, but that's how they tried to work around it they were like okay well we're gonna have this crash down from Earth or crash down to Earth from space we're not really gonna explain where it came from or anything like that whereas this one you're not bound by having to have spider-man find it yeah and and not know where it came from which means that you could realistically just have this be and i guess this causes some issues well this causes some issues with the plot if you change this around but at the same time maybe it would fix your plot and especially the third act um it causes some issues because or it would words it would fix some issues if you had the life foundation just create the symbiotes and they're just like ah, oh, they're 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 trying to be to have advances, and yeah. they they created this crazy uh, thing that's supposed. To, I mean, I think the Ultimate Spider-Man from the comics, the that that version of this is yeah. that uh, Osborn and um, Peter Parker's dad create it because they're trying to find a way to cure cancer. Yeah, and it's supposed to be like a bio suit. Correct me if I'm wrong. The venom in that doesn't start off with with the white symbol. I don't remember. I'm not sure. At least I remember I that it does. from the Ultimate Spider-Man video game. Sure. For most sure. of that game, he looks kind of like how he does in the movie. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree. Or we have it just be... Uh, they can still be aliens, but Ed, you know, Eddie just discovers them in the lab. We don't need the alien crash yeah. landing. We yeah. don't need Riot showing up. Which, once again... Riot's just in this body that just starts walking, and it's six months. It's over six months before they actually get to America. Mm-hmm. The timeline there was just all <laughs> out of whack for me. Um, and I think oh, they, it's a twelve-month tw- gap, isn't it? Is it that? Mo- is it that? Long? I think it is. I yeah. think. Well, well, they asked Ruben Fleischer about it, and he's like, "Yeah, that's just one of those things you have to let go." And I'm like, "You shouldn't be answering it that way." Amazing. Well, that that time jump is weird too. Because um, it feels like we're watching a mini movie for like yes. the first twenty five minutes, and then it stops. The actual movie starts. Yeah, because we're like, oh, we're we're like we're we're interested in what's happening. We're they've they've successfully invested us in the plot. It's just like they feel the need to do that time jump. Like, I don't know. Uh, that is is a weird choice. It, maybe like one month. Just just be like. Well, you, and don't even. I probably wouldn't even throw the the thing up there. I'd just be like, "Oh, they, uh, they, you know, he he's he's watching the news, and it's like, there, there's a, a, a where is he now? Eddie Brock reporter, um, you know, it's like scandal broke out one month ago when Eddie Brock was fired. I don't know something like that. I I, um, I as much as I like that opening stuff, and I feel like that could just be a mo- movie in and of itself, and I found that a lot more interesting than most of the rest of the movie. Yeah. For the sake of the plot this this movie is trying to, you know, the story it's trying to tell, I just feel like they could have cut out that stuff entirely and just given it through us to us from, like, flashbacks or backstory, some minor yeah. exposition. 
I feel like they could have just done it that way. Start off with he's he's watching he's watching old Eddie Brock reporter. Uh, I, I would start it off as a day in the life of Eddie Brock. Now that no, that's his what I was going to say. Is that he's 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 sitting in his apartment. He's got beer beer bottles lying around. Yeah, he's got a, an empty pizza box sitting on the floor, and and he's watching he's watching reruns of his old show. Yeah. And then, um, well, established, or, or he's watching like a special, yeah. I don't know, so, so, something where it's like, uh, also, I don't know if this bothered you at all, but like with his camera crew and everything, and, and the the montage showing kind of the stuff that he's covered, yeah, it didn't feel like a stuff that would air on TV. It felt like a YouTube, yeah, like the way like they, in, they shot it independent reporting almost. It didn't feel like yeah. he belonged to an like an official news organization. Well, that was I think supposed to be the idea was that he's supposed to be like a maverick reporter who like technically is affiliated with whatever the place is that yeah. ends up firing him. But yeah, also interesting that they say like he's already got this backstory where he was already screwed over once, and then we do it again. Yeah, yeah. Why well, not just that... have the one? <laughs> I mean, the reason they say that is because that's a that's a um, it's a character flaw. No, it's a, well, it's a reference to the comics is why is why no, they no. they put that in there because the Daily Globe is where he actually works when Spider Man does things that ends up getting him like excommunicated as a reporter. That's a whole thing, yeah. um, and that's that's just supposed to be an Easter egg, I think. But you're you're right. That is a larger point of like, why not just like have that be the thing that happens, and then he moves to San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know. Um. But we start off with like a day in the life of Eddie Brock where he's just like, he's depressed, he's hungover, he's watching his old news reporting. Then we have him go to the store and get groceries and be nice to the people around him. Yes. Because he very clearly cares about the, the, the impoverished and those those people um, in the mm. lower part of society. Uh, there's a lot of parasite yeah. thematic stuff going on that doesn't yeah. quite come together. <laughs> um. Well, especially because Carlton Drake's whole thing is, like, humanity is a parasite on Earth. Right. Like, there, there's a lot there, and then it just... There's a lot of ideas. Much like down. Batman versus Superman just drops all the, the pseudo-political, uh, philosophical stuff yeah. once once uh, the Capitol building blows up. <laughs> once Carlton Drake gets infected by Riot, this whole movie just, like, loses its mind. <laughs> well, I wouldn't even say it loses its mind. I would say it just turns into generic... We gotta hit the bad yeah. guy with our bad or our good guy has to hit the bad guy. Yeah, and he did it. Yay! <laughs> oh, we blew up the thing. Good job, everyone. <laughs> yeah, the whole riot thing is super strange too. Riot because... is terrible in this. Well, I was just gonna say the it's very strange because the idea is that he escaped from the the shuttle, but then made his way to San Francisco anyway, and then bonded with Carlton Drake, and so it's like what. How did why, he know to go to San Francisco, by the way? I have no idea. Why couldn't he have just... I mean, I guess he was, like, tracking the symbiotes with symbiote sense. Why couldn't he no. have just shown up? Oh, no. symbiote sense. Symbiote sense, <laughs> yes. I, Indeed. I need that on... You know, the, we got the, the action figures and their little boxes, and on the back's a little description. I need... I need... Like... <laughs> I need symbiote sense with the little trademark <laughs> sign. Wouldn't it be more intriguing if he did a test with like he was testing with the riot symbiote and we're seeing that it's like just immediately killing anybody who bonds with him. Yeah. And then like Carlton Drake is like he sees the 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 Venom symbiote on the news or whatever. He sees that Eddie Brock is now like fully bonded. Yeah. And he's like freaking out and he's like I have to have that suit back and bring me Eddie Brock or whatever. And then he finally is just like 
fine, I'll do it myself. And so he, um, he breaks into, or not breaks into, but he, he sets, he locks himself inside with the suit and he's, he like the, the riot suit. Yeah. And like basically risks dying to try and bond with it. Like what, wouldn't that be more interesting than the suit goes across the country and shows up conveniently at the time when the third act needs to happen. And it has no character other than we're going to kill everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Riot is such a non-character in this. It would Riot is a plot device, nothing more. It would almost be interesting if Riot could actually talk as a symbiote and communicate with Carlton Drake such that Carlton Drake can, like, discuss... Like, maybe he originally is against it, and the fact that it wants to come and, like, destroy Earth or whatever. Yeah. Well, he can actually, like, have a conversation with it and, and come to be like, all right, I agree with you. Yeah. And then And then Riot can, like tempt him to be like hey you want you want to come bond with me and yeah. he's like i don't trust you i don't know there's stuff there yeah because what, what if you had it like so so carlton drake's whole thing is i i want to save humanity because we're, we're de- destroying our resources we need to go we need to leave yeah um and what if like he's got riot in his cage and they start communicating and they start forming a bond and it's supposed yeah. to mirror venom and eddie yeah. forming a bond and eventually riot gets to the point where he's kind of I guess seduced Carlton Drake and he's been like yes why are we why are you helping them just leave with me we can go we can go elsewhere and we can you know we can go start whatever we want we don't we don't need the yeah. baggage of earth you know something like that yeah. and maybe that's what the movie's trying to say I Carlton Drake's motivations for me get completely yeah. lost when he gets to that rocket yeah other than I guess now he's just like, like I feel like Carlton Drake's motivations just completely get washed away because he's uh-huh. he he just becomes right and he's like I'm gonna bring back millions of symbiotes and we're gonna kill everyone. It's gonna be great. Yeah. It's not interesting. I don't know. Or you have it be Carlton Drake's not even a bad guy. I kind of like how how he's he's complicated. He wants to help humanity, but he's willing to to sacrifice some people to get there. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Yeah, but you could also do it where he's just not a bad guy at all. He's just like a really nice guy, and he just gets seduced by by Riot. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I don't know, and especially if you have there's it multiple point, ways you could do it that aren't as bad as this. <laughs> it would also be interesting if if the third act, again thematic, uh, Riot has bonded with Carlton Drake and Venom has bonded bonded with Eddie Brock. Yeah, but then um, at the end, Riot abandons Carlton Drake. Like it, it leaves him to like get on the rocket and escape, versus and, and like, like he dies like falling into the rocket fire or whatever. Whereas Eddie Brock and Venom stick together, even though Venom could have left as well. Like I, I think that there's something there. Yeah, it's a shame this movie came out, or at least that we didn't uh, get to this movie before, because I guess I had seen it before. Um, we did the the Christmas special rewriting episode. Yeah. It's a shame that we didn't. I wasn't able to, to tackle this because I think this this one is in in a, in the same way that a lot of uh, first movie origin story superhero origin stories can be like this. Uh, there's a lot of little tweaks you can do to make it really really hum. Yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest problems with the movie is, and we even talked even talked about the love interest. <laughs> yeah. She's so flat. Um, but I think the biggest problem is. I don't see I don't Venom and Eddie's relationship developing enough. Right. 
it kind of just rushes. Like once Venom shows up, the movie rushes to get to that ending. Yeah, yeah. Um, as fast as possible, and there's just a couple of token moments um, where it's like, oh, now I like you, Eddie, and I'm gonna help everyone, and I'll I'll yeah. quit slowly eating your guts or whatever. Yeah, they didn't the really is... establish that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, they um, never really said exactly because there's a either. twist where Tom Hardy, uh, where Eddie learns, like, oh, Venom's killing me. Oh, we're done. Like when they get separated. Um, and there's not a moment where Venom goes, I was doing that by choice, and now I like you, so now I'm not going to do that. Well, I, cou- a... I couldn't tell if it was by choice or if that was just... They're, 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 these two organisms are not compatible. There's a really weird thing. I don't even know if you caught this. Um, Probably not. My, my eyes glazed over at a certain point during, during no, the later no, 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 no. half. It's kind of earlier on, actually. Um, okay. Well, not earlier on. It's, it's when he breaks out of the hospital. Um, where I think something like that, yeah, or or maybe not breaks out, but like then they when they tell him, oh, this thing's killing you, yeah. Uh, in the comics, there's a there's a whole plot line where Eddie Brock has cancer, and the Venom symbiote is like feeding off that or something. I forget exactly how it plays out. Um, so Venom's protecting him by eating the cancer. Yes, and there's a line where where Tom Hardy and Venom are are talking in like an alleyway yeah and tom hardy says and i don't know if the idea oh, yeah. is supposed he to be... randomly says i have cancer or something like that he, right he, he says uh you have a tumor eddie so the it's a brain like... tumor yeah yeah so it's 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 like the idea i guess is that venom is saying that to eddie but eddie is saying both lines <laughs> which has not been established so far it was really really strange and i was like wait did i i do what? remember that that was odd yeah that was a very bizarre little thing and again probably part of some other scenes that got cut and they just like missed that <laughs> yeah um i like to imagine this movie had that angle where he was actually dying of a brain tumor and the movie was supposed to be a lot more tragic and they're like nah the kids don't yeah. want that they won't well, buy venom even... toys then well the idea wouldn't even be that it's tragic just that that's why venom he needs the venom suit because it's yeah. keeping him alive like that that would that would be enough for motivation and the the idea of venom being like yeah i'm also kind of a loser um and I want to stick to you. Like, that's an in- intriguing idea. And it's almost kind of funny the way he says it. He's like, I'm also kind of a loser yeah. uh, on my home planet. Like, I kind of wish they played into that more. Um... Show me that. How is he a loser, yes. though? And, yeah, and exactly. Maybe it's too difficult to show a bunch of uh, <laughs> symbiotes interacting on a planet. But I needed something. I needed more backstory with the symbiotes. Yeah. Because it was almost to the point, and maybe this is partially my... my reservations about like the action scenes and stuff and getting invested it was almost to the point where you know my my weird bias against monster movies where i can't Mm -hmm. like i have a hard time emotionally attaching myself to the monsters because they're just like mindless freaks most of the time um and i almost had that here and i feel like if they had really helped with the backstory and really tried to enhance that a bit more i would have cared With both Venom and Riot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. We want to talk about Anne? Because yeah. I actually quite like her, I have to say. Um, I liked her to a degree. Mostly mostly due to the fact that she actually, like, forces him to do things. Like, where she's like, no, you're coming with me to the hospital. I like, like, I like these, these girlfriend characters that actually... They're they're aggressive. Take an interest in yeah yeah. They, they, they take a they, vested they interest in the in they, the relationship. They are proactive. Well, also, there's a weird thing where I'm 
slightly confused on the actual motivations of our hero. Mm-hmm. Um, where Anne, at a certain point, she she's when she gets fired from her job, she's questioning um, just how egotistical he is and how how focused on himself he is. I'm like. Okay, so is he selfless and he's just trying to get the bad guy and help the little person? Or is he actually just in in it for himself and the fame and the notoriety? Yeah. And they don't really do anything with that. So I guess I'm just left to assume, no, he's actually just a selfless guy. But she raised, like, an interesting point and I thought they were going to do something with that. Mm. I'm like, oh, she's actually calling him on his BS. Yeah. I I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I do like too that there too there when when he he finds her again, and she's like, he and he's like, are we gonna are we gonna try and try and get back together? And she's like, no. <laughs> but then they do. No, they they not at the end. Kind of. Oh yeah, because there's that Cause the entire no, point. No, is, the, yeah. the, the, okay, this is one of the things I liked about the movie. There's that great banter where Venom's like, "How does she not realize we will get back together with her?" <laughs> I'm like this is all right. This is enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus, by not I, having them get together at the end, I'm like, I, if it comes to the sequel and she's never mentioned again, I'm like, okay, this is fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like I like that approach. I, I think that overall, I mean, she could definitely have more to do, but I think that I, I think she's the least of this movie's problems. I'll put it that way. What did you um, think of she Venom and making out with Eddie? That was that was strange. Making out was strange. That was somebody's um, fetish. <laughs> Yeah, she venoms the thing from the comics again. They, but but that specific scene, somebody, <laughs> but somebody put that in there sure, for a sure, reason. Yeah. I will leave it I, at that. I, I agree. Um, but I do th- I do think that like I'm I'm impressed by the number of little like calls they try to make to the comics. It, it's not very effective. Like there's a lot of Easter egg stuff that it's like. Y- Can we y- stop you need to make sure the movie's good first. Movies in San Francisco, they never work. Well, this is actually where Venom is stationed. In, I don't care. They never work. <laughs> Angley's Hulk set in San Francisco didn't work. Um, both Ant-Man's set in San Francisco. One of them works okay, I guess. Uh, <laughs> this movie sucks. Don't do it again. <laughs> oh, they're going to do it No, wait, where's where's Tony Stark's house? Is that in... Where is, is that? It, wasn't that Malibu? Yeah, okay, okay. Because I... I they kept showing the shots of Carlton Drake's facility, the the Life Foundation or whatever, and it's like yeah. on this the hillside yeah. or, or the cliff face or whatever. I'm like, isn't that where Tony Stark's house is? <laughs> what what is going on? Yeah. Also, X Men Three, the ending is at Alcatraz. Yeah. Stop doing. There's a pattern. <laughs> I'm telling you. Good stuff. Stop setting these movies in San Francisco. <laughs> I have nothing against San Francisco. It's just a pattern I've noticed. Any further thoughts? I hate it. (laughs) Any Um, other further thoughts? I like Stanley's cameo. It was kind of cute. Yeah. Eh. Uh. I like... Once, I just wish they did more with Anne and, and with her boyfriend. Um, I do like the bit where they're calling and there's the little bit where Dan interjects in the conversation. Tom, and uh, I keep wanting to say just Tom Hardy. And Eddie goes, oh, hi, Dan. I didn't know you were there. 
I'm like, this is this is typical romantic comedy schlock, but I'm fine with it. It's amusing. Well, and, and like the part where he's like, "Did you know he has a key to the apartment?" And and she's like, "Yeah, how else would he get in?" Like, there, Dan's great for just standing there while 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 Eddie's like, "Oh, you you you're not really a threat to me, right?" And and Anne's like, "We're we're probably gonna be married in like a year. What do you like?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I think they they do a good job of of handling kind of the the relationship stuff to some extent. I think I think their a lot of their scenes together. Um, I mean, a lot of pretty much any scene where it's it's Tom Hardy interacting with someone someone in a dialogue fashion, whether that's Venom, whether that's yeah. Anne, whether that's that's Dan. I feel like a lot of those are the kind of the highlights of the movie is is Tom well, also- Hardy getting to to work with them. I thought it was kind of weird that they had her as a lawyer working with Carlton Drake or working for his company. And the uh-huh. only way that factored in was that he was able to get the files from her. Yeah. To investigate. Like, her being a lawyer, like, never came back into play, which I thought was kind of strange. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't... I'm going to be honest with you, I almost feel like they could have cut her from the movie. I don't feel like she was important enough to the plot. I don't know. I disagree. Because she's actually there for, like, she's the reason, I mean, she's basically there for the entire, like, second half trying to get him to actually go do things to take care of himself. And, like, she's a lot of his driving force for trying to actually improve himself. Like, I I, I think she's I feel like you could have worked that in with him developing his relationship with Venom instead. And I think, I feel like you could have played to that more instead of eh. focusing on this other relationship. I th- I think that it would be better. Or you could have done both and then I would be happy. I was going to say I think it would have been better to either A make the movie longer and have that or B cut some of the Life Foundation type stuff if you're not going to actually give us much to work with there and focus on on Venom more. Um What is it with Riz Ahmed showing up in, in in these big budget movies and he starts to be interesting and then he's just not interesting? What else was he in? I Rogue One. That. He was the yeah. pilot. Remember he was the pilot and that was his big moment after he was he was he he mind melded with the giant tentacle monster where he goes, I'm the pilot. <laughs> that was his big moment. Jeez. I don't know if Riz Ahmed's been in anything else, but people seem to like him, and I don't quite get it, because everything I've seen him in... He seems like, seems like a good actor. Like he, just... Well, also, he plays like a Mark Zuckerberg type in the, the most recent Jason Bourne movie, and that movie's uh. garbage, too, and huh. it's... I don't understand. Oh! He's, he's a Nightcrawler. The... Yeah. yeah, he's the rival guy in Nightcrawler, I believe, if I'm getting that right. Seems like maybe he's chosen poorer projects since then. Right. <laughs> Interesting. I like to imagine his agent. Now you're going to be a star. You're going to be in all these big budget movies a few years later. Maybe I'll just go back to independent fair. I know, right? But those checks. He's got them Aviarod checks. Yep. Now he can go do something he actually enjoys. Yeah, that's so good go. for him. <laughs> like making more Venom movies. Oh wait, he died. <laughs> can we talk about the actual ending, like the climax with the rocket ship? Sure. It we went kind of by fun. so fast. Yep. Like by the time. Hey, right. You know what? 
They were merciful. <laughs> but by the time Riot was in the ship and Eddie's just on the outside and he's like, have a nice life. I'm like, oh, is this the end? There's nothing more? <laughs> and then he just blows him up. Yeah, but how much more would you have hated it if there were an extra 20 minutes of that? <laughs> I think it's just because this movie feels like it's missing a second act. Like, Yeah, yeah it really does. It feels like a first act and a third act, kind of. Um no, I think it absolutely does. I think I think it really is. You've got you've got the setup. You've got everything there. They've kind of Frankensteined a general. The second act of okay, he he gets the symbiote from the Life Foundation because yeah. he goes back there. You know that that that's the setup for kind of what we're doing with the middle of the movie, and then after that point, it's just a race to that that rocket ship battle. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, it, it really does feel like we we've got the the build up. We've got the 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 momentum to the end i guess but the middle part is just yeah there there's not much there there's there's a lot of uh i feel like there's not a lot of plot advancing scenes in the middle there's some there's some good scenes and there's some good like fun dialogue and stuff but there's not a lot of stuff that actually gets us moving forward and and sets us up for what we need where we need to go right Yeah, it sucked. Right, Tyler? You agree with me? Sure. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? Do we actually need mm-hmm. to talk about that carnage scene at the end? That's great. <laughs> it's. I have so many questions. I I, t- I think I, I mentioned this before before we started the podcast, right? That uh, I have another Woody point, Harrelson's you know, okay. Woody, Woody Harrelson's red afro is maybe my favorite thing of 2018. It's just beautiful. It's so embarrassing. I'm actually very excited to like see like since they're gonna make another one. I'm actually very interested to see how he is because I mean he's he's obviously a great actor. It might just be so distracting because of the the situation they're putting him in. Yeah. Um. But I I think that could be a really really fun performance if they if they let him do what Tom Hardy did in this one, like if they yeah. just kind of let him, let him have his own. Well, for spotlight. me, it, it's the sort of thing where, why didn't you just do carnage in this movie? Cause that's, that's yeah. the villain that everybody knows. Like it's Venom's yeah. rival other than Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, and apparently uh, another thing where they asked Ruben Fleischer and he didn't really know how to answer, or he was just like, no, he's like the, he, he's the big one. You want to save him for the sequel. And it's like, what, what? <laughs> Well, that's again very early two thousand superhero movie logic. You you want to you want to it's it's Green Lantern. It's yeah. All right, we're gonna do though, we're gonna do. Yeah. Not not that people know like well, all that much about Green no, Lantern. No 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 no. You're, you're wrong there. For the most part, most early superhero like early two thousand superhero movies use no, the no, no, definitive no, no, no. bad I, guys. I, no no no. I agree. I, I was thinking about that too, and I understand that you know obviously like X Men uses Magneto and Spider Man uses Green Goblin. I'm saying Fantastic that Four uses Doctor Doom. I'm Daredevil the, uses both the, Kingpin and Bullseye. Right. I'm saying specifically the the setup of the next movie where it's like oh we gotta we gotta have something have something ready to go so that people are excited. That that's that's more what I'm I'm talking about. It's like yeah. that that sort of logic. I mean, I guess that's more late two thousands when people were starting to get this idea of maybe we can have multiple superhero movies. <laughs> yeah, what's Spider Man two doing over? Oh, that's making some money. 
you know, like like that that sort of thinking. Uh, but I mean, even even going back to X Men Two with setting up Dark Phoenix by having the the finale be or the final shot be, oh, is the Phoenix rising? Or whatever, Jean Grey coming back. Yeah. Um, obviously, Green Lantern has the famous, the infamous Sinestro setup setup in credits. Yeah. Um, at least at least this one doesn't completely break what we've learned from that movie. Like right. from the movie we've just watched, like Green Lantern, the whole thing is like. Oh, the green, the power of, the, of will, that overcomes the power of fear, so y- will is better. And then at yeah. the end, Sinestro's like, yeah, but I'm going to try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... And, and the, the end of this movie is like, okay, Eddie's got his job back, he's interviewing a serial killer. All right, fine, whatever. Are there really not more terrible cliffhangers in early superhero movies? For some reason, I was thinking that there were more. I'm having trouble thinking of any. Daredevil, uh, you haven't Obviously seen the, the bullseye. Theat- yeah, the, that's in the extended version. That's actually a part of the movie, but in the theatrical cut, that's the after credit scene. Is bullseye uh, in the hospital? Yeah, there you go. Um, once again, the extended cut of the director's cut of the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie is actually pretty solid. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna stick with that opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there's not as much of that as as you would think. Interesting. I guess I really am thinking because I'm thinking of Amazing Spider-Man. I'm thinking of Amazing Spider-Man Two. It's, where it's, it's the it's dawn of universe two, building. Yeah, it's it's dawn of universe. It's it's where yeah, it's where you know Sony ever, v Warner Brothers dawn of of world building. I think the entire superhero movie industry has been broken ever since Sam Jackson showed up at the end of Iron Man. Yes, <laughs> everyone's yes. like, what are what do we do with this? Oh dear God! It, yeah. It's it. It, it's like you've got your, your your toy set, your army, your army men, your little green army men in mm-hmm, the bucket mm-hmm. or whatever, and then there's just the nuclear option, <laughs> and the nuclear option is Sam Jackson. <laughs> yeah, this movie just baffles me to no end. Um, shall I compare it to Fan Four Stick because I find them if you to want be to. eerily similar? Sure. Um. Just in terms of tone and even the way the movies look, with we also like haven't reviewed Fan Four Stick. I, what was I, should, that? I should, We haven't reviewed Fan Four Stick. I should mention just before, just to make sure you realize that we're starting fresh. That this movie, is also a that backdoor movie is review a complete, of Fan Four Stick for you. That movie is a complete nightmare, and I kind of love it for it. It's okay. Okay. Um, they're eerily similar. Like I said, in terms of like look and even some of the special effects, they look like they could be a part of the same cinematic universe. Yeah. Um. Especially with with the way the pseudoscience is kind of treated and, and sort of the themes they're going for, especially with like how how Doom is treated in that, where he just like he hates everyone, mm-hmm. sort of like Carlton Drake. It's very similar, um, and then the space travel is kind of a big focus. Um, the alien elements are, are played up a bit more, and then yeah. you get to the last act of the movie, and you're just like, ah, leave me alone, movie. <laughs> no thanks, I'm full. <laughs> Um, also, there's a weird time jump in both of those that completely throws off the pacing of the movie. Yeah. I actually think this has a lot of um, comparison. Was that the end of your, your fan force comparison? I'm sure there's more comparisons I could make, but... Uh, I really that, feel that's, like... the, that's the biggest thing I noticed when I was watching. It's like, this doesn't feel like it's a Spider-Man movie, which it's not. It feels well, like it could be connected to that fan four stick movie. See, that's that's interesting because I really feel like there's a lot of comparisons between this and Spider-Man 2002. 
um, in terms of the way that the villain is kind of set up throughout. Like, yeah. they, they try to do build-up for them, but yeah. then by the end of it, it's just like, eh, throw it all in there, oh god. Um, eh, I, 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 Green Goblin's of... better than Carlton Drake. Sure, but, I mean, it's Willem Dafoe, like, what are you gonna do? Well, um, I mean, even with the ending, I don't think it completely Yeah, 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 that's true. The ending, the, the ending is actually an actual, an actual uh, cathartic ending. Yeah. But I'm I'm saying in terms of the fact that a I think it's got kind of a kind of a silly charm to it, um, a lot of which has to do with the fact that the 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 protagonist is sort of quirky and weird. Yeah. Um, and they do that in a way that's actually relatively effective. Yeah. In terms of getting you to like the person, even though they're not very like charismatic. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I feel like the overall. I mean, again, the kind of complaints of the fact that there's a first and a third act. I think that has a lot of of comparisons here. Um, it it really does feel like it is. Uh, it's it's like Sony watched every movie, every superhero movie that's come out, except for any of them that are from the MCU. <laughs> yeah, and or the like, Dark Knight right. trilogy. Or yeah, maybe, or the Dark. Or maybe, exactly. maybe they just watched Batman Begins. Sure, sure. Yeah, they 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 cut off uh, everything, but or they watched everything except the MCU, the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight Rises. Maybe, maybe even they kept Rises. I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, I I don't, I don't like. Well, what I'm you're just insinuating of... there. <laughs> I don't like uh, it. My point is, it's like they watched everything except the really good superhero movies, yeah. and then they were like, "All right, what can we do to top this?" And then they were like, "Okay, okay, we can we can do some of this. All right, all right." And then they and then they pulled in the 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 tropes and the the general structure and everything from all those other superhero movies, but not the ones that are actually kind of the cutting edge currently being very successful. Right. And you know what? It, they put together something that made money. So this this does feel like a script from fifteen years ago. <laughs> yes. It could be anywhere from two thousand twelve to two thousand two. I think. I think anywhere within that time frame would make perfect sense for this movie to have come out in. That makes sense. Um, honestly, I would put this on the same level as Fan Four Stick or even the first Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movie. I think I haven't watched the first Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider movie. I think you need to watch Fan Four Stick again. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be selling it a little bit high there. Not saying you're selling this movie short. I'm saying I think you're selling Van Forstick high. <laughs> um, um, did you also find it confusing or or distracting that John Ralphio's sister is like the head scientist in this movie? Nah. What are you gonna do? Tell comedic actors not to do dr- drama? Like it's it's. I I don't know. I've obviously we haven't seen Wonder Woman 1984 yet, but I just don't know how Kristen Wiig is gonna pull off being Cheetah. Yeah. It's it's the sort of thing where it's like you can't. They're taking a chance on them. They're hoping they're gonna. I mean, this yeah. one's kind of a weird one because it's like, I mean, with Kristen Wiig, for instance, she's I assume going to have a pretty big role in the movie. So then you know you're giving her a chance to prove that she can kind of grow out of her comedic roles. Yeah. Whereas, and I don't. I, hasn't she done drama, dramatic acting before? Like more dramatic acting before Kristen Wiig? Has she ever done anything on that on that level? She was in The Martian. Yeah, there we go. So like she's okay. So that that's a good comparison for this. Then is that you know they're kind of like, all right, we're 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 giving you something to do. We're we're proving that you can show up on screen, you know, and 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 be part of a serious quote unquote serious movie. Um, 
I think I think that's that's fine. I think it works. It works fine. Um, just because it's it's because actors... the only other role that I really know Jenny Slate for is being John Ralphio's sister on Parks and yeah, Recreation. Yeah, no, that, I, that's I, I'm why. Aware. But I'm saying that like at some point you gotta give if comedic actors want to get into drama, you gotta give them a chance. They like, kill her right in this. Yes, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Parks and Rec, and I was like, N- no. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, because they, they leave her in the room with the symbiote. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. What happens to the symbiotes? Don't they all die or something? Some of them die. I was lost on a lot of that. And then we have the moment where the one scientist is, like, trying to turn off the rocket or whatever. I'm like, you're not a character, man. Get out. <laughs> He's just pan over and Kafka's sitting there. Just click, 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 click. But then a riot would have cut off his head, and I would have been like, yes! <laughs> um, this movie is one of the most cookie-cutter... and That's where I think your, your um, Sam Raimi Spider-Man comparison is yes. very apt. Yeah. This is one of the most cookie-cutter, by-the-numbers, we-don't-care, there's the, one interesting element and nothing else superhero movies I've ever seen. The big difference, it wasn't cookie-cutter. Spider-Man 2, or Spider-Man 2002 wasn't cookie-cutter when it came out. And Sam Raimi and Sam Raimi has charm. Yeah, and it's funny. I I do think if Sam Raimi directed this movie with this script, it would be significantly better because I yeah, think he I would, would know how to handle the material better. This feels which very is funny because he hates Venom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think if you if I think if you asked him to do that, he'd probably be like, "Can Can I just do another Spider Man movie?" <laughs> it's like, why, why Why am I? Why are you doing this to me? Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I was I was lulled into a false sense of security because like, all right, this movie's gonna be average. It's fine. Bottom line, I texted my... you when I was done with that, that first forty five minutes. I'm like, I'm sending it a C, maybe a C plus if I'm feeling generous. And then it's dropped dramatically. Bottom line, my dream scenario is that at some point we get a Spider Verse movie with Tom Holland Spider Man, Tobey Maguire Spider Man, Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Maybe like Jake Johnson from Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> yep, playing a live action Spider Man. Yep, and we just uh, and then we just figure figure this all out. Just figure out what we're doing. Maybe you put maybe you put Ben Affleck Daredevil in there. It'll be fun. <laughs> I'd love it. <laughs> no, just have Colin Farrell Bullseye show up. <laughs> He's the main bad guy. He doesn't miss Tyler. Why? He doesn't miss. I, don't worry about it. He doesn't miss. <laughs> All right. Do, do we want to go ahead? Go yeah, ahead do grades. Grades. Okay. I want to know how far you're falling on this. I, I'd be very. I feel like you want to give it an F. I know that. That's I want to give it an it. F. <laughs> that's but I also here. don't really know how you can give it an F with some of the things you've said about like how you genuinely like Tom Hardy and the. the I'm, I, I I I have a hard time after this discussion. It doesn't feel like you're on an F, but maybe you are. I don't know. No, I no, no. Your 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 thoughts are fairly accurate. <laughs> I want to hear your 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 grade first. I'm going C minus. Okay. Okay. Which is I'm funny get... because that's what I'm raising my Ant Man and the Wasp grade there to. There you go. Which means I'm raising it from a D plus to a C minus. Yeah. Didn't I didn't I give Predator uh, a, a D plus? Yes. Yep. So you're good. saying this is slightly better <laughs> than the Predator? Slightly. Yeah. All right. Let me let me change my grade for Ant Man and the Wasp real quick. <laughs> C minus. It's fine. It's fine. There you go. There you go. 
I'm glad we could settle that. Venom, I really want to give an F, but that's that's too much of my 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 own just anger at this movie uh, coming into play. Um, mm-hmm. Room to change it, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go a D. Okay, that seems fair. Given your 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 thoughts, I hated it, <laughs> <laughs> and and I don't think we really talked about the fan perception. We talked more about the studio mindset. But can you explain to me why people love this movie? Like like why there are people actively defending it? Because it's not the MCU. Oh, you mean that? Or that, even oh, you mean that set of consistently solid or, superhero movies? Or, or even the DCEU. It's 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 not it's it's a movie for the little guy, Alex. This movie's like the most cynical cash grab. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you're putting stock into this movie cuz you're like, "Oh, it's a it's a real subversive superhero movie. It's different than your normal superhero movie." I'm sorry. This is the most blatant cynical I'd give cash it, grab. I'd give it I'd give it I'd give it to him if it was R. The yes. fact that it's PG-13 just ruins all all credibility of that argument. And that's one thing I wonder with my criticism of the action scenes and how they felt very paint by numbers to me. I I can't say for certain if making it R and having just tons of blood and gore would help improve it. Yeah. I feel like it would. Probably in the way would. that the Predator kind of did when it would just yeah, have this yeah. these flashes of brutal violence and we go, Whoa <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which again I think would help the overall tone of this of being kind of slapstick and off the wall. Yeah. And and just generally sort of uh insane. The movie just takes itself too seriously because mm-hmm. it still thinks it's a real movie. And it's it's not it's not far from being self aware enough. It just needs to needs to tone to, to understand a little bit more what yeah. kind of movie it actually is. Dead Deadpool should just narrate the movie. <laughs> Could you imagine instead of releasing Once Upon a Deadpool, they just did Once Upon a Venom, <laughs> and it's Ryan Reynolds just doing a com- commentary track with of the Tom whole Hardy movie. in bed? Yeah, it's it's the Once Upon a, a Deadpool thing, but it's Tom Hardy sitting in bed. Yeah, well, Deadpool reads someone being like, what, what, "How am I here? I, I made the movie. Why why am I here?" <laughs> yeah. Yes, but you haven't watched the movie like this. Hmm. It's fun, but yeah. If, if you're if once again, everybody likes different movies for their own reasons. Everybody's got different opinions. Blah blah. It's it's, it, it's fine. Um, but people that are like, oh, this is <laughs> this is this movie is is better than MCU movies, and it, like I, I'm glad it's something different. It's like no, I I well, it's it's do the same argument. Buy into that. It's almost fascinating because now that DC, I mean, Aquaman is is which we'll have to get to at some point. Um, I think we both agree it's it's generally competent. <laughs> um, Competence, like the only positive word I would use to describe sure. it. Well, there's, there's, it's, it's competent and it's entertaining. I think, and like overall, I, I, I think that it. I mean, to me, it might. I gave Wonder Woman a pretty high grade, um, which takes a lot, and which has a lot to do with the the context of that in terms of being the first kind of female superhero movie and basically 
giving them props for that, but also giving them props for how they handled that and how they kind of uh, took that that role on and, and the responsibility of that role, and especially the the director um, kind of understood the importance of getting that right. And so, but it without that element, I think Aquaman might be the best DCU movie so far. Um, and and what fascinates me about that is the fact that okay, we we've we've kind of figured that out. Shazam looks like it's going to be a, a fun, silly um, superhero thing that actually is, is DC trying something new with their, their tone and their, their general direction and, and how they treat their superhero movies. And um, theoretically Wonder Woman 1984, that, that ought to be, you know, at least more of the same, if nothing else you would hope. Um, or it'll in be general, a complete disaster. <laughs> yeah. In, well, I'm saying in general, DC finally seems to have realized, okay, Let's stop shoving movies out. Let's let's stop, uh, you know, trying to to race to the big dark side reveal so that we can have him fight the Justice League. Let's realize that it's okay to slow down and that we don't have to do what exactly what the MCU do is, is doing. We don't have to build up to them over uh, seven movies and, and build up to the big the big team up. Like we don't have to do that. We can we can take our time. We can we can have the stories we want to tell. We can even tell an epic story for for better or for worse in Aquaman. Yeah. Um and so DC finally seems to be getting the idea. Which is hilarious that now Venom, now that DC is like trying to just take a step back, maybe take some lighter humor and, and generally try and, you know, uh, figure themselves out. Yeah. Now everyone's flocking to Venom and saying, "Oh, Venom! That's that's the 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 one that we look look how dark and edgy it is. Like it's almost like they can't let go of that." This movie's almost a comedy, like in terms of how they treat the dialogue. Yep, it, it's it's fast. It's fascinating to see how people react to superhero movies these days, especially when they don't have you know kind of the the DC or MCU preset opinion going into it. Yeah. I don't want any more Venom. We can just call it quits. I don't need a Woody Harrelson Carnage movie. I know you want it, Tyler. I don't. I'm done with this. Um, I didn't see this in theaters. I probably won't be seeing the next one in theaters. There's a story I haven't even read of a Venom story called Venom Carnage Unleashed, where I believe the part of the plot is like there's they're like in video games or something. It's like VR or like they're on the internet. This was made in the 90s, of course. Um, and somehow they get sucked in the internet. So, so naturally, Sony being as behind the times as they are, they'll do a direct adaptation for the Correct. sequel. And if they do, I, I think I think I'd love them for it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need this. I'm going to be so disappointed. Now all we need is the Venom sequel to include Pitbull's uh, Africa <laughs> remix, and we'll be we'll be all set. Be all set. All right. Wait, wait, all right. All right. Let's let's go ahead and lay this down. I, I think we've had this conversation, but I just want to go ahead and say it for the listeners. Which one's more embarrassing, uh, the Venom rap or, or Pitbull's Africa song? The Venom rap because they don't use it in the movie. Okay. I was going to say Pitbull's song because they do use it in the movie. Pitbull's song doesn't actually... Yeah, that's true. Because it, it doesn't actually like really fit well with it. And we'll talk about... We'll break it down when we get there. You believe us. Um, it, it doesn't really fit with the rest of the movie. And Pitbull, pulls, stop ruining good songs. If you want to make your own trash, you're welcome to. It kind of pulls the, the movie in a direction... The tone of the movie in a direction that is like away from what was working. Whereas this one, it would have pushed the movie... 
towards the direction that it needs to go in order to really work. And that's my analysis. All right. You can find us online at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can find us on Twitter at HCTSequels. And you can find us uh, on YouTube and iTunes And if you just search Here Come the Sequels. I'm pretty sure I missed one. It's fine. Here Come the Sequels at gmail.com is their email. I don't think I mentioned that. There you go. That's it. Yeah. That's all. There's nothing else. So now, mm-hmm. are we actually doing a fistful of dollars I believe next week? we will be reviewing a fistful of dollars next week, <laughs> barring any unforeseen circumstances. What? Venom 2 was released straight to <laughs> video on demand this past week? They made it in a weekend? Yes. Gotta quick, get in time for that Oscar season. Quick, <laughs> quick question. That shot where Venom and Riot are, like, splitting apart, and you can see sure. Eddie and Carlton Drake, mm-hmm. is that supposed to be, like, the cool money shot? Because I think it looks terrible. Probably. I think, I, I genuinely think that shot looks terrible. It's just me. Um, <laughs> Ridley, Ridley Scott should have directed this only, on the, gonna basis, say... only on the basis of this black goo. I thought you were going to say, Ridley Scott, eat your heart out. <laughs> Ooh, question, would I rather watch this or Alien Covenant? That's <laughs> a question. That's a question for you. <laughs> and not, not a question for me. And because I'm sure the audience doesn't actually care which one I would choose, art is subjective. Nothing is real. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs>